0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you may find yourself as you listen to this. And Happy New Year! Happy New Year! It is the first It's a Black and White Thing episode podcast for 2015. Um, as always, I am your host, A1. I go by A1. You can call me Carlos. Um, you can listen to the show, listen to the show at soundcloud.com slash A1 the LP. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash A1 the LP. That's all letters. Um, A1T help. You can follow me on Facebook.com, backslash A1 the LP as well. And as always, I'm joined by my co host, A Ward. What's up, A Ward? What's
1: good, 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 y'all. How y'all been? Good, great, awesome. Happy New Year to y'all. You know where to find me Facebook, Kimsey. That's K I M as in Mary, Z as in Zebra. Why did I go to Jacksonville in Tennessee? Won the bowl game. Anyway, we'll get into that later. But <laughs> holler at me on there on Facebook. And Twitter at award eight six five, um, and you know what? Instagram award bars. Holla at me, man! It's good to be back. It feels like a kind of feels like a new year a little yeah, bit, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, uh, and and glad to be here.
0: Yeah, and uh, we got a a second time guest. I don't want to call him special guest. Nope, not the special. second time here. Not special though. Uh Yeah, we got my man <laughs> Jesse Abbey in the building. What's going on, Jesse?
2: Not much, man. How y'all doing? Good, good. Yeah, you know, I'm not, good, good.
1: Just, uh, I know why y'all got me here. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> yeah. We're definitely going to get into that. Definitely <laughs> going to get into that. We conned to be in here, man. We conned them uh, You guys have a good holidays, man? Everything was well? Christmas? New Year's? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You know, um, got a chance to go down to uh, Nashville. Mm-hmm. Uh, my bro is a LSU fan. I'm a Notre Dame fan, so we got a chance to take in the Music City Bowl in Nashville. Uh, you know, had a good time. Obviously Notre Dame pulled out the W against the vaunted SEC. That is a trademark that is pending. Uh, you know, so I mean it was a good time. Either win or lose though. The game was the game was cool. And I know you went down to awesome. Jacksonville.
1: I did, I did. Jacksonville, man, it was eighty six degrees. Uh I hit up two beaches, three beaches. Um and then obviously just the start of the trip with I mean the thrashing of the uh the not vaunted Big Ten. Um uh, be we, good, yeah, they, they, they did pretty good though. they did. They had a pretty good bowl season. Um, and, and and Iowa didn't want to be there, you know. They had, but so, but you know, we killed them, and that was awesome. And so it was good to go to a bowl game, seventeen hours away, and get a W. And I know it's probably good for you for the drive for nine hours to get a W. Yeah. Uh yeah. makes it a lot better drive back. So. Yeah, definitely,
2: I, definitely. I didn't drive anywhere, and I probably had a better bowl week than both of
1: y'all. Yeah, because your team. Uh, because even, well, <laughs> <we're getting> into, <laughs> whatever, they didn't right, even yeah. make a bowl game. So yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: He just enjoyed watching everybody else's
1: team on TV. Right, 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 right.
0: So, so, yeah, so glad to have you guys with us. Glad to be back. Um, also, a new addition uh, to the show. We're slowly, in 2015, I want to, you know, get more ways for you guys to communicate with us. So, um, I just created an email address if you want to email a black and white thing with uh, any comments, any questions, any things you want to would like us to discuss you can hit us up at gmail it's thing one at gmail.com that's thing one at gmail.com so um wow wow facebook page coming soon um, facebook page working coming on, soon. on that uh yes.
1: and also when you hit us up you know it doesn't have to necessarily be specific to sports you know yeah. if you have anything that you know is just a hot topic uh we can see if we can you know touch on that and uh, as we're talking, we're we're keeping up with this uh, Kentucky, Kentucky basketball game in overtime for the their second bracket. week in a row. Yeah,
0: they they may lose to, to A&M, Texas and, A&M. So that's by crazy. the
1: way, A&M is actually, I gave A&M a pep talk a few weeks ago before their game with K-State. And what had happened was they lost to K-State, but the pep talk was actually for the Kentucky game. Gotcha. Um, so I actually, I told them that this talk is for Kentucky. So I'm, I'm probably the reason Kentucky's about to lose. So not, they just re-ran it. Yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So I'm pretty pretty sure. So what we got on the gender day for, for today, man.
0: All right, all right. So yeah, let's get into it. So um start off, we got a great show for you. We're gonna talk a little bit of NBA, gonna talk a little bit of NFL, college football. Uh but I wanted to start uh, with Stuart Scott. Booyah. Yeah, booyah, yeah. Um as, if you don't know, obviously last week he passed um from a eight year uh, battle with cancer. Um definitely a, a great guy. Some one of the guys I over the years I love to watch on Sports Center. And one of the reasons I wanted to bring him up is because, one, we're doing this show, and it's about sports. Um, and I didn't realize until he passed the type of impact that he had on uh, sports, but, not, but but sports journalism. Right. Um, when he started at ESPN, I think I was like 12. Uh, by the time I really started to get into. I didn't uh, know he
1: started 30 years ago.
0: Yeah. Man. Man. Yeah, so I mean,
1: <laughs> wait, <laughs> I'm playing with you. Uh, okay, 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 okay. You
0: got me, you got me. I'm like, yo, I'm not 42, man. I'm, I'm, you know, what I'm saying, I'm 32. So what, what's going on here? But, uh, but nah, but you know, he started. You know, I think it was either '93 or '94. Mm-hmm. Um, is when he started. So you know, again, I, you know, I just enjoy watching sports highlights. Um, and and it was by the time i started to really get into sports center i wanted to be a journalist when a sports journalist when i grew up it was at that point to where the the anchors were getting backlash for using catchphrases and mm-hmm. he was kind of at the forefront but to see you know the the uh honor and that that people paid to his life and just for the kind of groundbreaking uh style that he brought into sports uh journalism and sports entertainment was pretty cool to see
1: yeah i think it was awesome i think last year Uh, Was it the ESPYs that he received the award last year? After that speech, it kind of just brought some things full circle, you know, and just the impact that he has to see his uh, relationship with his daughters. And I know just in the last week, just hearing, I mean, pretty much every segment or every segue from uh, ESPN shows some kind of journalist that learned from him or that was touched by his life or even basketball players that would just talk about, you know, not only was he, uh, I think Chris Broussard said it, not only was he just a great uh, journalist or just a great, you know, um, analyst, but he also um, was just a great guy, you know. Yeah. And him being in his uh, daughter's lives, and and him like uh, that, just rubbing off on other people, you know. And that that was one of the values that he held high. Just as a good uh, a good person. So uh, yeah, definitely, um, definitely, you know, cooler than the other side of the pillow. Man, uh, What um,
0: had happened was, yeah, booyah. I mean,
1: just you know, uh, definitely send our uh, regards to the to the family, uh, yeah. and uh, and just a great man, great life, uh, great career.
0: Yeah. Anything
2: you want to add? Yeah. Yeah. That speech. I mean, you know, we, I was, you know, I was, you know, I don't know, I don't know how young I was when it happened, but the uh, yeah, speech, Jimmy you know, we yeah. see that all the time, but this, this will go with that now. You know, I'm pretty sure that they'll run them both back to back, you know, yearly. And uh, I mean, if you, if you haven't seen the speech, either one of them, definitely, but that Stuart Scott speech was uh, incredible. I yeah, mean, it was, it was really, really touching. And you know, we we all sit here and we joke about sports and we, you know, say whatever we want about sports, but it was, that was true life right there. And, you know, yeah. we, you can't take that back right there. And, and that was yeah. something that hit a lot of people. And, and when he, you know, when he passed, you saw Twitter and Facebook and just everything blow up with every kind of person from every kind of background was you know, it was impacted by that. So that was really cool.
1: Right, right.
0: Yep. Yeah, definitely. So, um, and I want to add to that because I, I didn't want to spend a, a ton of time on it. Obviously, it happened within the last week, but I did want to pay my respects. Um, It's just to take the time to really enjoy uh, sports. Like we, I know we talk about this as an escape, uh, as a chance to get away from, from the problems of the world and in real life or whatever, but but. It, we spend a lot of time and even amongst ourselves arguing and we'll I will get I'm going to get to some arguments here in a little bit. Um <laughs> we spend a lot of time arguing and going back and forth about, you know, does this guy care? You know, and this, that and the third and we don't take the time to truly appreciate sometimes that these guys, yes, they are paid to play games. Yes, we get that. But these guys put it all out there on the line. You know, and, and again, you know, we talk i I'm really behind on podcasts and so I'm listening to I'm like right at Christmas time, listening to uh, Jay Cutler get killed, and I'm hearing people talk about, does he really care? Does he really care? And I mean, I mean, but think about it. How would you feel if you're sitting at at your desk, and and somebody goes, but does he really care about this spreadsheet? He's, he's being really lackluster <laughs> with his performance lately. You know, like I mean, I mean, I, to be honest, like we we scrutinize these guys, and yes, they are here to entertain, and they are and they are here to entertain us, and we and we are paying help paying their salaries or whatnot. But still, take time to appreciate that. And I think about guys like T.O., um, guys like Allen Iverson, guys who, when you talk about them, you spend almost as much time talking about their shortcomings right. as you do their their excellence on the field, mm-hmm. um, especially T.O. Like um, I was listening to Rodney Harrison, and they were talking about Randy Moss and, and, uh, and T.O., and he goes, and Dan Patrick asks him, which one do you think is more underappreciated? And he goes, T.O., just because of all the stuff that came along with him. Like people don't appreciate like, what he did, for example, in the Super Bowl, when he had the broken leg, right. it was eight weeks later, he comes back Came and back. puts up, you know, a record uh, amount of receptions and yards in the Super Bowl. So, so no, I mean, you know, just take the time mm-hmm. to, while you're watching these games this weekend, college football championship game, uh, NFL playoffs, you know, as you move forward to the NBA, like, appreciate, I'm not saying that you can't scrutinize these guys with their play, but appreciate what you're saying, so. Um, that's all I want to say about that. Unless you guys got anything else you'd like to add? No, I think you did a good job, yeah, man. All right, cool, cool. And right now, Kentucky and A and M are going double overtime. Is
2: that right? yep.
0: yep. All, right, all right, all right. So we'll keep you guys abreast of that if if you're not watching. Um, all right. So the next thing on the docket, um, you know, we can go ahead and get into football. I'll, I'll get to LeBron a little bit later. We we got we got my my guy Jesse in the building, and he was definitely one of the guys I thought of. Um, this past week or this past weekend, this past Sunday, uh Detroit and Dallas are playing a highly contested game. Uh Detroit is driving. I believe they're up three at the time. Yeah. Um it is third and one by midfield. Matt Stafford goes back to pass. Uh, I forget the name of the 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 linebacker for, for Detroit or for Dallas, but um he is initially flagged for pass interference uh against uh it was Brandon Pettigrew. Pettigrew yep. They announced the penalty, they marked off the yardage, and then all of a sudden they came back and said there is no penalty, moved them back. Uh Detroit went forward on fourth and one, tried to draw them offside, didn't happen, and eventually they end up losing the game.
1: Eventually they end up punting, punting sixteen yeah. yards. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even so, worse, insult the injury, but yeah, right, but uh ends up and, losing the game.
0: And it obviously it caused a lot of controversy over, you know, whether or not it should have well, obviously what they did was wrong. I mean, the NFL has come out and said that they should not have have gone about it the way that they did. they gone out and said that it should have been hold, defensive holding, and they said it should have been defensive pass interference, right?
2: Right. Well, I think it was more the holding. Um, you know, a couple of things that, about that play that people forget or don't even think about was, you know, that call, great, call the, call the penalty, stick with the penalty, let's move forward. But then what about, you know, Des Bryant running on the field with no helmet? In, in front of the ref's face, you're not allowed to be on the field with no helmet, period, mm-hmm. much less arguing with the ref, period, which would have been 15 yards right there. Yeah. First down from that play, from the holding, multiple things came into play Which there. would have put them in field goal range at least. Right. So, you know, I've heard people say, well – they lost and you know they were only up by 3 yeah but 15 yards from the 40 yard line 45 yard line you're mm-hmm. in field goal range you go up by 6 you kick off that's a different deal mm-hmm. you know what i mean cuz then even if Dallas scores you still need a field goal right instead of a touchdown at the end to come back
1: and win
0: yeah um so here here's my take on that we'll we'll start there me personally in the moment only because i didn't see the jersey tug on the replay i didn't see that in the moment when i watched it i said no flag have been called i was watching i was at Uh, Dre Sr.'s house, uh, shout out to the homie Dre I was at his house and I said wait a minute, no flag, pick it up pick it up right now, no they shouldn't have called it Um, so in the moment I would not have thrown the flag because again I didn't see the jersey tug uh, in the moment Um, so and the the other part of that I look at is again Detroit still had a chance to win the game like it was instead of it's a playoff game, it's winning you go home, it's not like you have another week Caldwell
2: should have gone for it on fourth down that's not his nature though I mean, if you follow Caldwell's career, he's he's v- super conservative. And, you know, everyone is like Lloyd Carr for, you know, uh, a can appreciate that. That dude will go third and one, and then, you know, he would need a half a yard, half an inch, and he would punt the ball mm-hmm. from the 35-yard line when he would get zero net yardage out of it.
0: Yeah, but, again, I still feel like we, we, the media fans, have spent too much time dissecting this one play. And it's just like they had, what, how many possessions did they have after that? Two more? Three more? It uh, might have been might have been three with the last possession. Yeah, maybe. But, um, I mean, and I feel like people are missing the fact that Detroit didn't only put up what seven point three points after half. Yeah, they they were really bad that second half. But. So I mean, they had and I, I I get it as someone who as a Niner fan, I felt like last year against Seattle in the NFC title game that there were an, an exorbitant amount of things that gone that went Seattle's way that should have gone the Niners' way from a refereeing perspective. Detroit had the chance and they didn't capitalize. And why oh, and that brings me to my next point. Give Tony Romo his props. I need oh, everybody. we will get to that later. Anyway. No, 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 no. No. We're gonna stop right here. Yeah, give yeah. Tony Romo his props. Jesse. Jesse's about to walk out the room. <laughs> no. Give him his props, man. Cause last time you was here, yeah, you were girl. here. We talked about we talked about Tony Romo. And how people would not give him his due. And how he's a terrible quarterback. And in the clutch situations, he always throws up on his shoes. He screws up. He came through in the clutch. I need y'all just for this one game to say, give him his props.
1: Okay, man. He, yeah. Okay. He, you know, he made a the, the winning touchdown pass. I mean, he did what Tony Romo does. He created some time. He found a receiver in the back of the end zone. They win the game. Cool. I get it. Tony Romo's a good quarterback. All right? A great quarterback. Tony Romo's not a great quarterback. <laughs> Top 10 quarterback. Tony Romo oh. has arguably the best wide receiver in the in the in the uh in the NFL. Why does that matter? He has his safety blanket in Jason Witten who on fourth down and anything more than 8 yards can guarantee he's going to find a spot in the zone anytime he wants to. Why does that matter? He's, he's got the number one running back in the league with the number one offensive line in the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a good quarterback that takes advantage of being surrounded by, you know, with with even better players. Let me fix you He's a great quarterback who is a top
0: 10 Hold
1: on, you guys give hold out on. that whole word, great, way too often. You're not a great quarterback in my book until, you know, you... Win something. Yeah. No. Win
0: something. No, because Joe Flacco's not a great quarterback. Yeah, but he doesn't have
1: great characteristics to go with the great championship ring. Hold on,
2: hold on, hold on. Joe Flacco's record in the postseason is what? Yeah.
1: I don't think nine Joe Flacco's four? a great quarterback. 9-4, 10-4. I don't think Trent... I mean, I don't, I don't think necessarily because you have a championship you're a great quarterback, but I think that you definitely need more than one playoff win, you know, to be At considered home, great... Uh, Here's the uh,
2: asterisk next to your playoff win. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here's the
0: thing. Here's the thing with Romo. And this is and this is my general point about quarterbacks. Quarterbacks get too much credit mm-hmm. and, too, and too much blame. Right, of course. It. So as an example, Peyton Manning being the offensive coordinator. If Peyton Manning is an offensive coordinator, he's a terrible offensive coordinator because all this offensive coordinating he's done has only resulted in one Super Bowl. If he's really, if he's got,
1: I'll give him credit. That so you're he a terrible offensive <laughs> coordinator if you only win one Super Bowl? So there's yes. only like, what? Like five great offensive coordinators ever in the No, I'm of talking football? about I'm talking about Peyton Manning
0: being the offensive coordinator. I'm not talking about right. offensive coordinators in general.
2: You're talking about him being the offensive coordinator yeah, in General.
0: Yeah. I'm not saying that he didn't start he didn't start with all this audibly, create a system that other people have emulated. I'm not saying that. But this whole myth that he is an offensive coordinator, then what is he doing sitting with these coaches on the sideline? Why is he not the one out with the playbook and doing things? That's what I'm saying. So I'm I'm deviating from my point. Let me okay. get back. Let me get back to Romo. So, what I'm saying is, is he's finally got a defense. That is while it's not a great defense. He's got a capable defense that yes. can give him that can get enough stops. That's a good word. That can give him a chance to win the game. Mm-hmm. They Jerry Jones give credit where credit is due. He gets killed a lot unjustly. I feel at times he has drafted an offensive line mm-hmm. this year. It doesn't. He's got an offensive line with uh, Travis Frederick, uh, Tyron Smith. Um, My guy from Notre Dame, Zach Martin, he's put together an offensive line that can protect Romo to give him the time to do his thing. And, yes, Romo has Des Bryant. He's got Whitten. He's got uh, Terrence Williams. However – And Murray.
2: Yeah, and
0: DeMarco Murray. And he's got got the top running back in the league this year. However, you still have to execute. And that's what we've always killed Romo over, is it not? All right, question.
1: If Dallas loses to the Packers this weekend, if Dallas loses to the Packers, is their season a success – Yes. Oh.
0: Here's why I say it was a success. Because all I heard when the season started was this was going to be one of the worst Cowboy teams of all time. I heard this with my own two ears. I heard several analysts say that this Cowboy team is right. going to be terrible. Okay, right? so
1: in, in, in according to the preseason, it would be a success. According to about week 8 to 10 is it a success? No. No, I don't but, I don't, but, I don't but, find that it's a, a success. when you have the number 1 running back in the league, you know, offensive line like that, a capable defense that's proven now, uh you know, they're the division team, they won, they won the division, you know, they're over 10 wins, you know, I think that they have to make it to the NFC Championship game for for them to even be considered like okay, they were legit. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, no offense Jesse, but they beat the Lions. Yeah, yeah. You know, the Lions don't win in the playoffs. They haven't won in the playoffs one playoff since 1957 years. Right. Maybe. In 57 years. <laughs> Okay, so they didn't go out there and knock off, you know, you know, somebody in Foxborough or, you know, yeah, go, go to Mile off. High or beat, you know, uh, the Seahawks at home or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. like, obviously they wouldn't play the FC teams. But what, for the sake of the argument, um, you know, so I don't feel like that their, play, their playoff win, they had to play who was in front of them. But I don't feel like, I think that they have to, if they knock off Green mm-hmm. Bay and it's in Lambeau, yeah, yeah. you know, if they beat Green Bay in Lambeau, I feel like then, they, you know, then okay. You
2: know? Go ahead. So... I'm not gonna call him great just because multiple reasons, but I'm just gonna base it off this 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 last game which we're talking about. So he fluky fluked it through there. <laughs> he he he. he uh, so the NFL came out, which people didn't Shout probably out the fluky didn't see this. It. That's yeah. trademark now. Yes. So people, you know, talk about the hold on the uh, the Detroit side, right? Right. Or the defensive hold that wasn't called and all that. Mess mm-hmm. um, that fourth and six played to Witten that by the way everyone was in holding. my house knew no everyone in my house knew it was going to Witten of course right but the NFL well, that's came because out. you're a Michigan fan yeah. and you remember Use seeing Jason Witten yeah. run
1: so, eighty yards down the field past Michigan secondary right. in the Citrus Bowl in two thousand and one uh, anyway all right yeah. my, my, I digress I digress uh, shout <laughs> out shout
2: out to Charles Witson with that. <laughs> anyway, so that fourth and sixth play, the NFL came out a couple of days, uh, you know, after that game and said there should have been a hold on mm-hmm. that call. Which so, think they
1: should have came out and said that. Why they? Right, there's
2: it no that? reason to say that. So yeah. now you're just adding fuel to the fire. So this whole thing is turned into, okay, he won with a whole bunch of <laughs> little, uh, uh, you know, little little asterisks next to everything. Right. The whole thing just turned into a. A sham to me, you know, and then if you look at, let's talk about, like, the first half. Did, did you watch the game by chance? Yes. First half, he looked like he was going to wet
1: himself. The whole first half. I <laughs> mean, <Yeah. He laughs> scared that, to death. That Detroit All that matters
0: line, is the second, right? That def- oh, Detroit yeah. defensive line is is a monster. It is a really good defensive, uh, defensive line.
1: I've never been the kind of person to want to blame a game on a call. But I also think that there's a crucial call in the fourth quarter that takes almost guaranteed points off the board. True. You know, it is hard to overcome some of that stuff. You know, you got you got Stafford in that last possession. I mean, he's trying to work a miracle. He's got to get into the end zone. Yeah. You know? You got a whole different playbook if all you need is a field goal. You know, right. and I just think that if you take that almost guaranteed field goal off the board to where that would have just been a one point game, then there is, you know, I mean Dallas Dallas got some help in winning that game, you know, and uh, and and they can, you know, go to Lambeau and we'll see if, you know, they're they're legit or not.
2: That's that's what I was gonna say. You know, it is what it is now. Mm-hmm. But them beating Detroit, I'm like you. I'm a you know, I'm a lifelong Lions fan, but let's be honest. They go to Lambeau, they win in Lambo. I'm gonna give him some credit. I'm gonna give him some
0: credit. We're gonna sit here next week and we're gonna say, Oh, but Aaron Rodgers had the torn No, the I'm gonna say so, I'll say it on the air, right? I say it right now. Nope, I will
2: I will not say any of that. And I'll the, say that if he wins next week in Green Bay, He'll get some credit, but you know what? As as much as we waste time talking about Tony Romo, he needs to win, a, you know, a Super Bowl or something right. quick.
1: And I'll be honest with you: the reason why I don't necessarily think the Colts will knock off the Broncos this year is because all Luck did last year was beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. True. They beat the Chiefs. You know, I the didn't Chiefs feel like that game. exactly, but you know, um, I didn't feel like you know because he got a, his playoff win that they had all of a sudden arrived right. yeah. and that they were a, you know, so um. What's what's the greatest segue that we can use now? So, well, hold on. Hold on. Before we do that, because my blood mean, pressure
0: is like whew. I'm about to, I'm about to segue, but something that bears watching. Um there and I I tweeted about this. Mm-hmm. After the game, there is a uh Twitter page called NFL Corruption. Oh, there is a Twitter page called NFL Corruption. I hope you're listening, Roger. Um <laughs> <laughs> and he tweeted out he tweeted out the exact record for every team in the NFL. Now, someone came out and said, well, that what he did, or what this person did, because I don't know if it's a man or a woman, what this person did was they tweeted every scenario and then deleted all of the ones that, that weren't true. Okay. So that you had the correct 32. Okay. Now, so he, this person tweeted, oh, fake, huh? So they tweeted Dallas over the Patriots, which is my Super Bowl prediction. Dallas over the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. This was uh, this was Saturday. Okay, he tweeted the the this person. I keep saying he tweeted this on Saturday. So this I, this bears watching because again, if Dallas again <coughs> to me, I think they're going to beat Detroit. And this is the segue we're moving on to this Tigers. this weekend's game. Uh, Detroit. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. I think that Dallas will beat Green Bay partially because Aaron Rodgers is hurt um, and that okay. calf. I just. You know, if they can get any type of rush on him and make him move around, you want him, you don't want him to be stationary in that pocket. And you saw in the game against yeah. uh Detroit. Yeah, yeah. where he Before. pulled up
1: after he threw the touchdown. Yep. So, we'll know tonight if Carolina for some crazy reason knocks off the Seahawks.
0: Not going to happen. The <laughs>
1: Dallas should be in the Super Bowl.
0: <laughs> not going to happen. Although, although the last two games that Detroit or I keep Detroit. I got Detroit in the brain. Yeah, the last two games that Carolina and Seattle have played have been incredibly close. 13 to 9 this year, 12 to 7 last year. Defensive struggles. They were both in Carolina. Neither one were um, were in in Seattle. So that that bears watching as well. So I got Carolina winning this game. You got Carolina. Who you got? Oh,
2: it's Seattle. Wait, I got, mean, no, no. I'm yeah. sorry, Seattle.
0: Seattle. Oh, I was about to Seattle. say you got Seattle. I got Carolina? Seattle. Oh, I would okay. love. Look, as a Niner fan, I would love put money on that.
1: Yeah, I, I got. Say. Yeah, I got. Uh, I got the Patriots and uh and the Seahawks today. So How about you?
0: You got uh, you taking you taking your boy Flacco? No. Taken,
2: I think it's going to be a closer game mm-hmm. because that defense gives Brady fits. But, uh, yeah, I got to go with I got to go with the Patriots and uh, the Seahawks. And I think that Seahawks game, while those last two games have been, you know, really close, and I think that Carolina always plays them tough, I think it's going to be a blowout. Yeah,
0: and I know Carolina lost a uh, star low to Lele, uh, a yeah. nose tackle, mm-hmm. defensive tackle. He's out for the yeah. game. So that's a big, big injury to, to bear watch with that running game mm-hmm. and, and what Russell can do in the pocket. Um, Hello oh, to Lele. Yeah, from Utah. Yeah, um, out of the Pac 12. Sunday. Sunday. Let's go to Sunday's game. So, we all got uh, Carolina. Uh, Carolina, Seattle. dang it. Seattle. We all have Seattle and the Patriots winning. What about Sunday's games what you guys got?
1: I, I got the Colts and I got, um, I know. Believe what? Me. I know. Hold on. No, pause.
0: Know. Pause. Wait a minute. Let, let me make sure I got this right. Let me make sure I got this right. The Colts are playing the Broncos, right? Yeah. This is man. because
1: this is my upset pick. I feel like that. I. I mean, if if I wanted to go with everybody, I thought I was going to win, but I think that the best chance of an upset in these four games is the Colts over the Broncos. And you're
0: picking against your board.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping that there's some kind of like you, something that. Yes, not because I'm not good at picking. Remember, I'm not the greatest at picking. Remember last time I well, I did I didn't pick TCU by you three did. touchdowns. Yeah, you did, and yeah, you I didn't pick Pittsburgh to beat the Chiefs. Yeah, um, you did. Um. So you also it, pick Oakland, Casey, to be I did, Oakland. I picked <laughs> Casey to be Oakland and okay. by the way. Yeah, I'm not the greatest picker. Um. Um. But uh. But yeah. So uh, my bold prediction. There we go. Uh, would be the Colts over the Broncos, and then um, I'm taking the Packers over the Cowboys. Um, in in actually a game that's not close. I want to say, like, 31 You said
2: Cowboys over Packers? No, Packers over, Packers over Cowboys. Cowboys like 31-17. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with that Packers, and I think they're just going to blitz them. I mean, when, <laughs> there's something about when, if you look at the numbers this year with how Green Bay plays at home, mm-hmm. it's crazy. I mean, the numbers for for them are ridiculous. I mean, it's it's just crazy. And I look at how much trouble Detroit gave Dallas at Dallas. Now they're playing in Green Bay where – you think that Dallas gets a home field call? Wait till you go to Green Bay. I mean, they're gonna. It's. I don't even think it's gonna be close there. Yeah. And you know, but I, I'm not picking against Denver at home. I don't think it's <laughs> I'm. The Peyton Manning fan club of America has just taken your card back from
1: you. Man. no I, I, I know, I know, I know. And as much as believe me, I'm cheering Denver on 1,000%. But uh, did you see that pass to Andrew Luck through last week? That was a great pass. Yeah. Oh, you know, that was a great my play. goodness. It's the best pass I've
0: seen since Kaepernick's uh, jumping 37-yard touchdown yeah, right. last year. That yeah. was a, I mean, to be falling down and it was to be just, able to get the strength. It was a Dilfer yeah. dime. It, it was definitely it a Dilfer deal deal dime. For dime. <laughs> and,
2: uh, <laughs> Which is funny because Dilfer never threw dimes. So. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: right. Bledsoe <But> so did. <laughs> they were so, nice. <laughs> I want to bring up something Jesse
0: talked about uh, with Dallas going on the road. Dallas undefeated on the road this year. Mm-hmm. Not has not lost a game on the road this year, so that bears watching. As if they, unless Carolina were to somehow upset Seattle and they win, they would have to go to Seattle, which they've already got one victory there this year. Yeah. So something to bear watching. So I'm I'm in agreement with Jesse. I'm take, well, no, I'm in agreement with any of you guys. No, right. I got wrong. the I got the uh, the Cowboys winning. I think it'd be a close game. Although, again, I just I'm Aaron Rodgers uh, calf or is it, it is his That's calf. His calf, Yeah. Uh, it's it's concerning. Um, I know, I saw somebody say something about Peyton Manning, too. They said, watch him in practice. They had a, a doctor who specializes in sports injury says, I would be more concerned with Peyton Manning than I would Aaron Rodgers, which huh. that's something to bear to watch. So, hey, you, may, you may be running right about the ball that. a whole
1: lot lately. Although the
0: Colts' defense stinks. Uh, right. It's really not that. Yeah,
1: thing. the thing that I don't, I, I just feel like that, you know, like I said, bold prediction that was going out of a limb. Um, the Colts' running game is is, is not very great. So it's going to cause him to drop back. And then when you got uh, Von Miller and uh, Demarcus Ware back Good. there wreaking havoc, you know, I'm hoping that can, that can carry the Broncos. But The uh,
2: Boom Heron, though. Been nice nice, well nice, addition. nice yeah, little addition. Nice little addition. Yeah, I saw an he article. on to the ball, though. <laughs>
0: now, first round draft pick, Trent Richardson. We're, we're getting ready to segue to something else. I just want to throw this out here. I saw an article. He's been running with the punt. I yeah. wow. want to talk about life comes at you fast. Yeah. Right. First-round draft pick, top-five draft pick with the Browns, gets traded for a first-round draft pick, which I think ended up becoming the Manziel pick uh, for the Browns. and Who also might be running with the punt. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Uh And now you're running with the punt squad, so, man, life comes at you fast. How about, yes, uh,
2: how about uh, you know when they were at Alabama, Eddie Lacy was the backup. No one thought – I mean, they thought he'd go to the league, but yeah. no one thought he was going to be the better running back. Right. He's clearly – Really yeah, the better, the running, better back. running
0: back. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so segue, we're going to move now from pro football to college football. Uh, so we want to start off with, uh, again, with uh, Jim Harbaugh. Uh, big yes. news as he left the San Francisco 49ers. They called it mutual, but he was in, in essence fired uh, by the front office, and he made the move to back to college football, took over as the head coach of his alma mater mm-hmm. at uh, Michigan. With that M-U? Oh it's U of M. Oh, U of of M, yeah. To you over here.
1: <laughs>
2: so yeah, so
0: uh so Jesse, your thoughts,
2: your thoughts. My thoughts, I was talking to Award about this on the way up. Um he gives them instant credibility. Mm-hmm. This isn't one of those well you hope, there's no hope. It is instant. An instant deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, he signs uh you know, he signs to come back, which I told y'all like four or five weeks ago that it was coming down. Yeah. And um, for me, I'm on cloud nine. I mean, you got a guy that, that you know, usually when a, pro, a, court, a coach comes back from the pros, he usually failed miserably or he just did really bad. This guy was still one of the best coaches in football, period, any level. Mm-hmm. And it's not even close. I mean, there's only a handful of guys. You know, you ask those San Francisco players, you know, when they were tweeting out everything afterwards, they were just as mad as anyone else that it was going down. You know, so from me being a Michigan fan, it's the best possible outcome while I you know, while Brady Hoke was a great I, I think he was a great man, you know, and he built he got us back to recruiting and recruiting the the, st- the type of players that They're could sending come there. kids out with concussions and having yeah. them get more yeah. is well, <laughs> constitutes yeah. a great man. <laughs> Coming from the guys that pay their players. Yeah. So a lot wow. too. So signing so, no. day guys. Listen to this. So no in all seriousness though I you know hope hope took the blame for that but I don't I think a lot of his coaching um had more to do with um Dave Brandon. Mm-hmm. People don't know about that. He was the athletic director and you know there was all kinds of talk that Brandon would sit in on film sessions with the head coach as the athletic director which never ever happens. Right. So, you know and so him going, Dave Brandon obviously going, um Brady Hoke obviously had to go. So bringing in Harbaugh was the best possible thing, you know, from a recruiting standpoint, from a Put, you know, the, the funniest thing I was telling my kids and my wife was um, we're in the middle of the college football playoff and we're in the middle of the NFL playoffs. And for two days, the top story on ESPN was Harbaugh going to Michigan. Yeah. That's how big of a deal it was. It wasn't some little, you know, uh, this guy's going to Coach Baylor or some, no, you know, right. not, not, nothing wrong with Baylor. You didn't Baylor. have to find the link. Right. <laughs> You know, so yeah, I'm I'm on cloud nine.
1: Yeah. I think I mean I you know, one of the things about it is that he is at his alma mater, you know. Mm-hmm. Um uh we talked earlier about it's not I don't believe this is another stepping stone move. I don't think that he's moved to, you know, Michigan to prepare himself for bigger and better things. Right. I think that he, you know, is at Michigan and that's where he'll be. Um uh, you know, it's not like a, a not like a what's that Lane Kiffin guy, whatever his name is. Um, you know, where, you know, it's just a great higher instant, you know, name credibility or whatever, but there's still a chance that, you know, this might not be where he finally stops at. I think Harbaugh is there, and I think uh, Michigan will be back, and I think that Appalachian State should not schedule them in the next <laughs> 20 years because they, they will probably get stomped. <laughs> well, stomped them last year. <laughs> so Here's my thoughts.
0: First of all, from the, from the 49er level, this is what happens when, it happens so often in sports where ego. When you have egos and people can't just say you're great at what you do, you're great at what you do, and let's work together and continue to be great. <laughs> um, I, I've heard the rumors of Harbaugh being a hard personality to deal with, and that he's been at no, he hasn't been at any, you know, whether stop San Diego, Stanford now, uh, and now San Francisco, any more than four years. Yeah. He hasn't lasted more than four years, and I think that from the front office, whether it be Jed York, Trent Baalke, or whoever, you had these two guys butting heads. There have been rumors about, you know, the uh, offensive coordinator Greg Roman, that he did not want to fire him, mm-hmm. that he wanted to keep him, which is kind of funny that he didn't bring him with him to to Michigan. Thank goodness. But uh, but you know, this is what happens. This is what happens when ego gets in the way, and it it, it takes down potentially what could what was a great partnership. And what should have been a great partnership for years to come. I think, and I don't have anything to this is just speculation. I think that the, that he that the 49ers put a non-compete clause on Jim Harbaugh. That they put a non-compete clause that he could not go to another, that they were not willing to facilitate a trade with another NFL team. Oh, okay. Yeah. And here's why I say that. Jim Harbaugh is competitive. <clears throat> is competitive as as I'll get out of it. Yeah. <laughs> and he's also spiteful. I mean, if you remember back when he got to you to Stanford, he was already in his introductory press conference. He's taking shots at USC yep. and Pete Carroll. He's running up the score on him. You know, Pete Carroll, the whole "What's your deal?" thing. What's your deal? Yeah. Uh, he's he. This is this is what he like. This is who he is. And so I wholeheartedly believe Michigan was always going to be there. In my opinion, mm-hmm. if he could have gone to Oakland or if he could have gone to another team, he would have loved to go to another NFL team and rub their, his success in the face of the 49ers. Hmm. It's pure speculation.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes sir. There okay, so I, I was trying to explain this to you and it's going to sound really geeky. <laughs> but but so there's 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 a certain message board that I follow and I've been following it for you know 15 years or something like that. Mm-hmm. So on these little boards, it's not a main board, it's not like rivals, you know.com or something like that. It's just a they call it the edge of the internet, but it's a Michigan board. Mm-hmm. So there's like three guys on there that know Either ex-coaches, one of the guys knew like the owner's daughter from San Francisco. Mm-hmm. These three guys who didn't know each other were saying stuff the whole time mm-hmm. for weeks. I mean, week when the NFL, play, you know, when the NFL media was coming out saying it would never happen,
1: mm-hmm.
2: they're out there. It's done. It's a done deal. What about Oakland? Da 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 da. What about all these? No, it's done. It's gonna happen mm-hmm. now. What I've heard through you know following these guys, what that was that Michigan helped pay
1: the Heisman people to vote. Charles yes. Woodson. To get <laughs> over Peyton Manning. I, I, right. I, I, And that's where. No. <laughs> right. To
2: pay part of his buyout, you know, to get him out of that contract. Mm-hmm. I, I, I truly believe that there was no, you know, no compete or, you know, or whatever because yeah. I think he was set on going to Michigan. And I think that, you know, unless you go, unless you follow a, a college team, so the guys I'm sitting here with can, can truly understand this. Harbaugh played at Michigan. He played under Bo Schembechler, who was an icon. Right. football, period. He, was, he came up under him. He's seen the program. He was there when they were, you know, in the glory years. He's now seen the program take a dive. Mm-hmm. He knows that if he can turn it around, which is a good chance he will, you know, there's no guarantees, but if he turns it around, he's going to be on, like, the Mount Rushmore Michigan stuff, right. and I'm talking all sports. So for him to come back to Michigan is a bigger deal f- than for him to go to Oakland and hope to God that Oakland changes Oakland's ways and starts winning. Now, right. him being the coach he is, there's a very good chance that could have happened. But I think the bigger story is him wanting to go back to his alma mater, like Award said, and I think that a lot of that had to come into his dad coached at Michigan under Bo Schembechler, you know, and, and Bo Schembechler is the big, big story of this, even though he's not alive. you know. Right. There, there's so much tradition there. And Carlos, you know, from, from a Notre Dame standpoint, tradition overrides anything. I mean, and, and it's crazy because we would like to think, well, he would never leave or he would never go, you know, and, and that's the craziest thing because he left – being one of the top coaches in the profession right. to go back to low leo Michigan, right? But it's much more than that. So I hope I'm
0: wrong about this, but I I don't think he stays. I think I think he'll. I think once he gets Michigan back to a point, especially if he wins a national championship or two, I think he goes back to the NFL.
1: There's a chance. Yeah, I'm not going to deny that. And I think that you'd be perfectly okay with that too if he to the national championship. Well, but well, so
2: and this is this is what I was telling Edward earlier too. I said now the coaches that he's brought in, the assistant coaches, you know, we no one thinks about the assistant coaches. The yeah. people he's brought in are really really good hires. I mean, they're not just you know, hey, they brought in this guy. Okay, who's this guy? Mm-hmm. Well, he coached at Chattanooga A and M. Okay, great. I hope it Shut works. Shut up to Chattanooga A and M. The Belkins. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right.
1: Right. You know <laughs> what I mean? So not even sure if they are that, but anyway and if there is, good <laughs> luck to you. But you know, so uh, he's
2: leaving a legacy. He's got yeah. coaches that have left big time programs, left USC, left Florida. You know, Florida. That that defensive coordinator that signed with Michigan had deals with Texas A and M, Kentucky, North Carolina, ready to go. The, all he had to do was say the word; he was in. Mm-hmm. And he said no because he obviously mm-hmm. knew that Harbaugh was coming to Michigan. Harbaugh worked out something with him. Yeah. So he's got people that he, you know had, under his coaching tree. Popular term nowadays. So if he leaves and they're winning, I'm I'm good with that because really? they've sucked for seven years. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you're counting or anything. Why, you know, I right? I know how it is.
0: All right, <laughs> cool, cool. So, uh, so anything else you guys want to say about
1: Harbaugh? Nah, sure? I think we've pretty much summed it up. Cool, <clears throat> cool. All
0: right. So, uh, your reactions to uh, the the first two games mm. in the college football playoff?
1: That's Um I thought they were good. I mean, I thought the games were good. Uh, I didn't get to catch. Um, Oregon, Florida State, uh, because I was at the Tennessee game and then everything afterwards. Um uh, actually no, that was the day I was driving, right? Yeah, that would have been the day I was driving to Jacksonville. So I didn't catch Oregon, Florida State. I kept up with it a little bit on my uh um, on my phone. Noticed that the wheels fell off for of Florida State. Then I caught the Randy Orton vine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where he yeah, yeah, Jameis and, RKO's, the, James James Winston and on, the referee. Yeah, on that the phone. Um, and so um, I didn't get to see much of that. I watched the uh, probably three quarters of the Alabama Ohio State game. That was a good game. Great game. That, that was really a really good games. game. Um and I knew once Ohio State decided that they wanted to be in that game that there is a very good chance of they winning that game. Um because I personally thought that Alabama would, would probably just come out and punch him in the mouth and you know which be a big did. brother.
0: Yeah twenty one to six to start. Right. Which and, is the exact same thing that happened last year against Oklahoma.
1: Yeah. And um and so um I think they've been really good games. I look forward to this next one being hopefully good. I just really feel like Oregon is Heads and above everybody else, um, you know, but Ohio State, you know, uh, shocked me or proved me wrong with the, with the game against Alabama. Um, but obviously, Oregon's uh, top wide receiver is out for the game. Um, but I just really feel like they could just plug somebody else in there that runs a 4.15. And you know, so uh, I'll start with
0: Florida State. It, it, to me, it couldn't have ended any other way. It was either they were going to win the national championship or they were going to get own out right. and, um, and look, they were in it for a little bit and then you know obviously once you know what I tweeted this when their kicker whose name escapes me a, I do you both know, Grus- or, yeah. or something I don't know. Yeah. he's
1: like the only kicker I've ever known that actually had a press conference to come back to the school did he like, really <laughs> like he's like I'm announcing I'm returning you know like no he's way. that good no <laughs> <way>. <laughs> like he's pretty much <laughs> yeah like I seen the link it's like place kicker a no. or whatever will return for for junior season and I was just like, "Wow!" <laughs> like I didn't realize. was this last year? Yeah, it was this year. This just year. like this week. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, I so didn't know that. Uh, apparently, I mean, he's good. He's I mean, legit.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, so what I was going to say is, hold uh, on, I'm looking up Roberto, Roberto Aguayo. 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So when he missed that field goal, I think it was going in halftime. Um, I think they would have been down like 21-17 or mm-hmm. something like that. I said, "It's over." This guy never misses. Right. He never misses a kick.
1: And when he misses that kick,
0: I'm like, it's And if I
1: I'm pretty sure it was a like a twenty it was a close yeah. kick, right? It, no, it was it? like I about forty. Oh, it was forty, like, yeah, oh, it was 40, 40 something. Okay, yet, okay I was thinking of a different one. But yeah.
0: So it wasn't a gimme, but I mean when he missed it, I was just like, This dude never misses. And I'm like, they're done. And uh to see it fall apart like it like it did. And shout out to all of you out there who were rooting so so hard for Jameis Winston to fall on his face. Um I I don't
1: know, I guess. I don't know who to feel worse for it, uh, Florida State or TCU, because obviously TCU <laughs> came out and decided that we're going to prove that whether Florida State wins or not, you know, that Man. that should have been our spot. I feel um, bad for
0: Florida State because when they came back, their tires were slashed and their cars yeah, were Yeah, That's like, crazy. Like Florida State. Come that's on. the state of Come Florida. Come on, Seminole
1: fan. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just the whole state of Florida. Losers. Oh, wait, I mean, so they, they went back to the hotel? No,
0: came back no, home. No, well, Came back to Tallahassee. Tallahassee. Like, cause, like, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, like, old boy from, uh, from, uh, West Virginia, told the A and M coach, I'm gonna see you in life, and when I see you, it's not gonna be pretty. Like, for real, man. Like, 29 straight victories. That's funny. 29 straight victories. We lose one game. We yeah. make it to the playoff after all of this struggle, right. and then this is how you treat us when we come back home. Yep. Man, forget y'all, <laughs> forget y'all, man. But nah, but it had to end that way. Um, and as far like you said that that. Uh, Ohio State Alabama game, great great game. I thought it was over. I know Peter King tweeted at twenty one to six that TCU boils. Oh wow! Because they, I mean, looked like Ohio State was getting. I mean, uh, the yeah. Alabama was getting ready to to run over. Right. And then Ohio State, you know, they get the two touchdowns before halftime yep. and the pick six and uh, I mean, shot. Look, I don't like Urban Meyer. He's the devil incarnate. If you and, Amen. and Nick Saban is his brother. That's funny. So, but but shout out to him, man. I mean, look, third string quarterback. Yeah. Um, you know, and to and to put that kind of performance together, uh, it, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, that's, I that's agree. really really impressive. So, shouts out to him, man. Um, he can go to Oakland. He okay <laughs> okay <with that. laughs> sent Urban Meyer, Mar-
2: send, send that clown out there. So so let me ask y'all. Um, let me say this real quick. Yeah yeah go ahead go ahead. So. You know the thing that I think that we don't talk about is how Ohio State out physical Alabama oh
1: which, yeah we were, we were going I was going there. Okay, which, oh, he was which, going there all right oh yeah
2: which never happens I remember sitting with y'all a couple of weeks ago and I said you know I don't know if Alabama, I don't know if Ohio State will win but they're a better defensive team than anyone else mm-hmm. and it came to show mm-hmm. their defense is legit I mean they are mm-hmm. they are a strong, Physical, fast defense, right. More importantly, though, man, that running game. That running game. Yeah. Holy cow, that kid out of St. Louis. You know, I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, almost, he almost went
0: to MU. Almost yeah, went. To he's MU. got some
2: wheels on him. I mean, and, but he's he's strong. I mean, yeah. you know, and, but I think the difference in that game was when uh, Cardell said, "You know what? I'm going to go ahead and quarterback draw a couple of times and just start running people over." He's 250 pounds. That's
1: a big dude. I think the difference in the game was when Blake Sims threw the pick and he. Zone. It was a horrible pass. Yeah. Alabama just got a turnover. I think they were up by a score, and then he—they just went straight. And it was just wait—it was I'm, a bad pass. It, was, it might have been the was in the end zone or is it the one yard line? No, no, no. no. Wait. wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. Never mind, never mind, never mind. I'm thinking of the pick six. I'm thinking the of the pick six. six. No, 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 I'm yeah. thinking about the
1: interception right after the turnover. Um, um, that Ohio State and Alabama had it like at the thirty something like that. They were up a score, and it was in the third or maybe in the fourth quarter.
2: <clears throat> I don't
0: there think he was, saw him. I yeah. want to say that's the one where he was like. Is that the one where he was behind the uh, – I may be getting my games mixed up because I watched a few football games over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> but if, I think that's the one where the the linebacker was behind the the
1: umpire. He pops up, like literally pops up like, oh, hey, here I
0: am. Jack this was a like a
1: – it was more of like well, – it was a drag route, I think. And uh, I want to say it was safety came and broke Popped in front in, of it. Right, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay,
0: that's the Von Bell interception. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. And they're talking about it hung up in the air. Yeah. It, it was just, a late was throw. Something. Yeah.
1: So,
2: asking, you know, if there's any Alabama fans, please feel free. Right. Because I would love to have a conversation with you right now. <laughs> but you're asking Blake Sims to do things that Blake Sims can't do. He's not, he was never known as a great passer. Easy to look like a great passer when you got Amari Cooper on right. the outside. Who, by the way, did nothing. He had 70 yards, I think. But by his standards, he was, he shut invisible. Down. Right. He yeah. was invisible that game. Yeah. Um, Lane Kiffin. No, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that play calling.
1: How about we not talk
0: about that? Yet? He didn't run the ball enough. At all. They did run. not run the ball. Right. And they had success running the ball.
2: Derrick Henry's averaging eight yards a carry, and for the next five plays, you throw passes.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Man, that sounds like Andy Reid. <laughs> 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 but let's so let's
0: kind of talk about SEC, because obviously me, the three of us, have argued about this forever. Right. But, uh, you know, going into bowl season, you know, the SEC West was the... Right. And, NFL light division. The East was the one that was was trash. It was terrible. And the, to quote Bamani Jones, the SEC East kept up the property value. Undefeated right. in bowl play and the SEC West went two and five. Mm-hmm. Um and again, this goes back to my point. Of, look, we can I'm not saying that the SEC is trash. Right. I'm saying well, I'm saying not. I'm saying that when we go just because they won the last eight national championships or whatever, they've been in the game the last eight or nine years. It does not mean automatically that the conference from top to bottom is the best. So media heads, because I saw this happen after Alabama lost, that, that the SEC's reign is over, that they'll, that, you know, it's, that it's not top to bottom the best conference in the country. When we get to, to the fall, when we get back to, to August, I want, I want to hold you to that. You start tweeting about how the SEC is the best this, the best that, I'm going to go, what happened? Did you get amnesia from 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 January from December and January? Because uh, Wisconsin beating Arkansas, not Arkansas, Auburn. beating Auburn, LSU losing, Bama losing, Mississippi State losing, Mississippi getting crushed. Like I mean,
2: Mississippi, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know what you're gonna hear though is it's just a bowl game. No one cares about it. They just showed
1: up. Well, it's not necessarily a bowl game. I don't think that the reason why we feel like the SEC is the best conference all comes down to. You know the national championship every year, or you know the volume. I I honestly believe that the best players in America that get drafted to go play on Sundays play in the SEC, and I think that there's probably a, a good a percentage of you know who gets drafted play there, and 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 the names, the the household names that you you know you hear, like play. Aaron Rodgers. Well, okay, I mean, I'm not saying every single one of them. Or J.J. Watt. You know? I'm not saying – I mean, that. just your two top MVP. I'm just – Well, I mean, come on, Aaron Foster, Peyton Manning. DeMarco Murray. I mean, we could, I mean, can list them all off. You know? Tony Romo. I'm just naming MVP candidates. <laughs> I don't know why you're naming Tony Romo, because I was talking about first-round draft picks, not undrafted people <laughs> who probably still would go undrafted. Um, but what I'm saying hey, is – Tony Romo going
0: to bust your head, man. That's all right. He's going <laughs> to see you in life, man. More than welcome to. <laughs> He's going to see you in life. Well, all right, I, go ahead. Continue.
1: Um, what I was, what I was, uh, you know, getting at is that um, they did not have the greatest bowl, uh, bowl record, bowl season with seven and five. You know, um, not necessarily porous at all from, uh, from a conference standpoint. I think the Big Ten was five and five. <laughs> the Pac-12 was six and two, but the Pac-12 only played three games against actual ranked teams. Right. Um, and uh, the SEC was two and four against ranked teams. Um, but you know, at least six of the games that came against actual formidable opponents. Um, but I I think that, I think that definitely going into next year, there is a case for, you know, um, the PAC 12, um, or even the big 10, you know, I think, I think it's back to, to where we're going to see which conference is the most dominant because up until, up until maybe this year, you know, every year going in, it has been like, you felt like that the sec, you know, had the better teams, you know, and, and that's how I feel. And, um, and, but I think that going into this next year, just the way that – I mean, Mississippi's not going to be Missis, Mississippi's not going to good. Dak Prescott, if he leaves, uh, Mississippi State's not going to be good. If he stays, they might be pretty anywhere. decent. Um, yeah, he's not coming. He but uh, the East is just up for grabs. I mean, I don't think somebody's going to come out of the East and be a national contender. I think that, you know, um, that you know, whoever wins the East probably be a 10, 10-win 10 team. Um, but in Alabama, you know, Alabama could – very well be a 9 or 10 win team too, you know. It'll be interesting to see hey, what happens next year cuz Arkansas, Arkansas is Arkansas for real. Now, I'm going to tell you <laughs> Arkansas what. Arkansas ain't playing around. <laughs> now, if I if, if if
0: SEC teams were stocks, I would put money in Arkansas and Georgia. Yeah. Um, yeah. Arkansas is definitely going to be good uh, going going into next year and uh, LSU L- No, no, no because of the quarterback. I don't yeah. Anthony Jennings uh, is terrible. Yeah. But I Arkansas know... Arkansas's
1: quarterback's terrible, too. He is garbage. And his little brother terrible. Yeah, I don't place, know how Arkansas does it. Oh, <laughs> but, I mean, brother, that, that running game... Texas A&M, though. You bring Texas running, to Texas A&M. That running game, that running game... And they got the Allen kid. Texas yeah. A&M could, could, you
0: know... But, no, Georgia has yeah. a... Uh, I think his name is Jacob Park. I think that's the kid they signed this year. Didn't play. I think I think he's a good quarterback. So, that's the yeah. team to watch. With that running game... That If you have a great running
1: game, it can mask a lot of faults. Which why I thought LSU might be in the run. Because I think... Fournette is gonna be. Man, a beast. Oh look, let me oh tell goodness. you something. I watched oh him in person. That
0: dude, eighty nine yards. Better than Derrick Henry. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Different, uh, yeah, different, different style. Because yeah. he's a he's a he's faster. Yes. <laughs> he, he with that touchdown, he nice. ran against LSU almost ninety yards, and he ran away. Jeez. From two of the fastest players big on dude. Notre Dame's two hundred thirty pounds, yeah. two hundred thirty pounds, and they and they didn't make up ground on him. Once he got to his top speed, they did not make ground up on him. <laughs> so I mean, but no, I think I think those schools. I just think Anthony Jennings is, is a terrible quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I so agree. that's why I say if I had to, if there were stocks, Arkansas and Georgia will be because they have really good running games.
2: I'm gonna say Arkansas. You know, I've seen it through the Big Ten. Billum, I know, I know what he does, and he, you know. People talk about Melvin Gordon this past year. He was recruited by Bielema. Mm-hmm. Right. Those last three running backs that Bielema recruited are all in the league, are going to be in the league, and right. are productive running backs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. So he gets those big, for lack of a better word, country boys down there on the line, and they just mull you to death. Right. I mean, they beat Michigan one year. I'm no joke. They ran the same play in the second half like 26 straight times, the same – freaking <laughs> plays. <laughs> and you know, this was our Rich Rod days. Five hole off tackle. <laughs> right, right. Boom. That's what they did. But I'm gonna say me and you know, me and it what we're talking about this, I'm about to go ahead and go out on a limb here and I think Tennessee might yep. surprise some people next year. They will. They have got you know, they weren't I don't think they were if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think they were torched by anyone this year. No. They got a lot um, of people coming back.
1: Maybe Oklahoma and, and early season early season game. and then Ole Miss it was just a rough game but Actually, that game was a godsend because that's when Worley got hurt. Yeah. Um, no no offense, Justin. Who's the running back? Um, Jalen Hurd. Oh. So Hurd is a beast. Yeah, he's a monster. Um, I've nice read so many home. articles nice. that have talked about Fournette and Chubbs, you know, and then they're like, don't forget, Jaylen you know, this kid had, you know, 12 touchdowns, 900 yards, you know, had 122 yards in the first half against Iowa. Yeah. Um, Which is
2: historically a tough team to run against. Right. So
1: uh, just say that. And he just doesn't go down. <laughs> and, uh, top five recruiting class this year um just signing stud after stud from what I understand um returning 19 of 21 starters that's the big thing you know you got your quarterback back who played the last seven games and went five and two um I believe it was five and two lost to Missouri and lost to Alabama if I'm not mistaken it might have been anyway um and uh and honestly, which I was watching the SEC network, which is gonna be an SEC, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um I'm biased on it, but dual threat wise might be one of the best dual threat uh quarterbacks in the in the nation next year. Mm. Not even just the SEC. So I'm excited. Uh, it's wide open. East is wide open. Uh, and it's wide open because nobody believes in you, Matt Mock. Like <laughs> no, once you get out of the, right. the pocket, we feel like your team could not ever win a game. <laughs>
2: let's 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 talk about I mean, let's talk about Missouri real quick. I mean, every year you know, no one talks about Missouri going mm-hmm. into it, but defensively, my goodness, yeah. man, they, all they do is send people to the league.
0: Yeah, shout out to their D line coach. I can't. Now, is the D coordinator leaving? Yes, thought... uh, Coach Steckel is going to uh, Missouri State. What yep. to head going coach? To, yeah, okay. be the head coach. Be the head coach. Um, they signed Barry Odom. I forget what school he's with. He was with a school that was in a bowl game last week, I think. But he was a former. He was a former Missouri uh, defensive. Assistant, somewhere. Oh, okay. So he's coming back to coach them. But you're right. I mean, you look at uh, Richardson, Sheldon Richardson, Shane, uh, Shane Ray, Marcus year. Golden, Alden Smith, Sam. Justin Smith, Michael Sam. I mean, you look at the guys that they. That, we got they,
1: married yesterday. Shout out to him. Man. Yep. Good for Anyways. Him. Um,
0: but uh, but but nah, man. You know. Um, yeah. Florida.
1: Nope.
2: Talk about Florida with um, McIlwain. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what. It's wide open. It's wide open. It's It's a wide open conference.
1: Um, wide open. Yeah, conference. It's a wide open conference next year. Yeah. Um, yeah, Because you don't know
0: who's going to be the starting quarterback at 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 Bama. Nope. Um, I know they got a kid who flipped from Notre Dame, who went from Notre Dame to Oregon to to uh, to Bama. Mm -hmm. Um, they got him coming in. They got a kid. I think his name is David Cromwell, who's there now. Missouri has got a top.
1: Uh, a top. Three hundred. Uh, yeah. Lock. Coming Drew in Lock. In, Drew Lord. Lock. Yeah. Is he's he's uh, it West? Right. No, Summit High School. Oh, Okay. Lake Summit High School. True yeah. Um, I don't Your know too. much about him, but I just seen him on a, on the top three hundred. Uh, four Every, star. I think.
2: Um, everything I've heard about him from local people that uh, that I you know that I know know the whole high school scene say so he's legit. Yeah. Good basketball player, good athlete. You know, yeah. good, well, good Missouri needs player. a few of those too. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: their basketball team is really young, which is why Frank Haith left. I think the they're overachieving is- a little bit. Really, Frank left Haith left.
2: left because he's a crook. <laughs>
0: Anyways, <laughs> um, it's about that, time. the black and white podcast do not do not support <laughs> uh, uh, the actually the comments by Jesse Abbey of about Frank Hay. Yeah, I mean, look, I'll say this: I was not a fan of the Frank Haith hire. Um, and he proved me right. So I just I'll leave it at that. Cool. As far as Frank Haight goes.
2: One last thing. I'm I'm gonna stick with Alabama for next year. Yeah. I, I think that they are clearly clearly the team. Like like I've, you know, I joke with Award all the time, me and Carlos joke with them, but to me it's it's Alabama and the rest. Until I feel someone like, steps up and does otherwise.
1: I feel like if Alabama – I mean, like you said, and I believe it wholeheartedly in the last two years, they've, they've lacked the physicality that Alabama teams have had. Right. And I think that it shows you that just in how they play against – the games they played against Auburn. I mean, you mentioned mm-hmm. it. You know, they're giving up 40 points. Right. You know, and it's just not – it's not in the trenches there anymore. Right. Arkansas has an Alabama physicality right. to it's their true. football team. Now, if they can get somebody in there that, you know, to throw the ball and to make decent decisions, I mean, that team could – think team would very well. Yes. You know. Um, and so, but yeah, I, mean, I think it's I think it's good. Um, yeah. All right. So to end the end the end of college football part uh, portion uh, predictions predictions. Um, so who y'all got in the title game? Oregon. Or Oregon. Oregon's gonna win it. I think Oregon wins it by two touchdowns. Golly, man. I, you can't pick Ohio State. I know, <laughs>
2: man. Harbaugh picked Ohio State. It's it's just a name. I I think. I don't think or you know, I'm going to go with Oregon, but I don't think, once again, Oregon has played a team that is physical and that can do the well, same think, things that they do, I but right. much yeah. stronger and, and has the same athletes. I feel like
0: Arizona is the closest. The team they face is going to come the closest defensively. Shout out to
1: Shock for picking Arizona to beat uh, Oregon in the uh, Pac-12 championship. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so...
2: Uh, one thing I think we're forgetting here is that Oregon lost that cornerback who was supposed to be what a number he's, one he's, draft pick.
0: Yeah, top uh, first round draft. Pick. He's
2: out. He was out last game. So I mean, what does Ohio State like to do? They like to run and they like to throw bombs. I mean, yeah.
0: <laughs> but they don't got David Boston out there. True. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm taking Ohio State. Okay, I'm um, going I, Oregon. I just, Oregon. I just think, I just think that it seems like it seems to be a team of destiny. I mean, don't you get down that, to your. Man. You get down to your third-string quarterback, and oh. you're still able – I mean, how many teams – I mean, to be honest, That's how true. many teams in professional – because we saw that with the Cardinals and, and Ryan Lindley. So I mean, you could have put any one of us out, out there, and God. we could have produced the same results. Yeah. But how many teams you know can get down to your third-string quarterback and still produce points? Because it's not about – I mean, still be effective. It's not a, just enough that, you know, okay, he gets him a couple of field goals right. and a touchdown here and there. No. Like, they're, they're running the same offense. They're yeah. not limiting him at all. And, and shout out to Cardell Jones. I man He's doing his thing. So,
2: Oh, by the way, real quick, since I am uh, anti-Ohio State, remember the tweet Cardell Jones did a couple yeah, years ago? that I tell I you don't,
0: that? I don't, is, why do somebody, I didn't come to Ohio State to go to go class, class
2: I came here to play football? Play, play football yeah. <laughs> there goes hey, There you go, Ohio State. Take hey. that one. Hey, <laughs>
1: shout out to Roy Williams in North Carolina. <laughs> uh, why do we go to class? <laughs> hey, hold up. Hold
0: up. Roy got there and those classes diminished to nothing. So, don't be slandering Roy Williams, man. He had nothing to do with that. But anyway, all right, so let's move on to the last topic, and uh, we'll call it a day. I want to hear a little bit little bit of NBA. Uh, LeBron James has been in the headlines. He came out this week and said that uh, he's been hurt all season, um, hasn't been healthy, and right now, well, I don't know right now, but uh, this past week or while he's out on a paid leave on vacation, um, he is in Miami, spending time in Miami, healing up, Hmm. doing rehab. Yeah. You couple that with the NBA game on Christmas with him and Dwayne Wade. Um, He Hmm. tries to put his jersey over his mouth, and he says, if this doesn't work out, you know, next year we're going to reunite, right? And Dwayne Wade says, yeah, no
1: doubt. Well, maybe he meant Dwayne was coming to Cleveland.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah. Because people (laughs) leave Miami to go to Cleveland. Right. All the time. (laughs) You know, um, so – Listen, if you go back to the first or second episode, soundcloud.com slash A1 the LP, listen to the first or second episode, listen to both of them. Listen to all, all of them. Of They're the all game. great. Right. But specifically, is the first or the second episode? I believe it's the second one where I say, LeBron, don't do it. Don't go to Cleveland. Or no, no, don't facilitate the trade to move Andrew Wiggins, is what I said, actually, because he'd already signed. But, But, you know, I've said this that LeBron has not changed. He's learned how to play the game with the media. Um, he played the humble route. He played the cocky route when he went to Miami. He played the humble route going to Cleveland, and people have eaten it up. Mm-hmm. Um, if he had kept Andrew Wiggins mm-hmm. and Anthony Bennett and let that team mature, first of all, I think they, would, they wouldn't they would win the championship this year, but next year they would be a force to be reckoned with. And now you're looking at this team where they've traded Andrew Wiggins, now they traded Deion Waiters mm-hmm. uh, to pick up some pieces that, that, that in all honesty, well, they needed them,
2: though. But they're really bad. J.R. Smith? Smith? And
1: who needs Jr. Smith?
0: Uh, J.R. Smith and Iman I'm Shumpert. Shumper,
2: yeah.
1: uh, I can see when Shumpert gets back and healthy, yeah, but I don't but think anybody Smith needs Jr. Smith.
2: Yeah, but... You see what Smith said his first game in? Yeah,
1: I,
0: I'm just going to shoot. <laughs> I don't know
2: what to play. I don't know <laughs> what to do.
0: I'm just going to shoot. Hey, shout out to Jr. Hey, that's yeah. real. That's real. Hey. I'm with you as a gunner. I'm with you. If you don't know what the play to, what the play is when you get the ball, just jack it up. But when you're shooting thirty percent, bro. you know what I'm saying. I LeBron mean, ain't in the game. What's LeBron gonna do? True. LeBron down in South uh, Beach chilling. Right. He true. down there.
1: With, he down there at, at way kicking back, sipping mai tais they on the really beach. Just need to run the offense through Della Vedova. He's not even <laughs> starting now. Smith <laughs> took
2: his spot. Hey, now the bigger thing is Mozgov.
1: Yeah. Now
0: that's a, that is a decent pickup because they lost Anderson Verja for the year, so they, they had protector. to get a, a yep. decent a big man, and so that's definitely going to help them out just from a rebounding and defensive aspect. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, LeBron, you should have listened to me, man. If you had, because once he got Kevin Love, the pressure for him to win now was going to come. No matter how many times he said, look, this is a process It's going to take time for us to get better. Um, The Bulls are the best team in the conference. He was not going to be able to get away with saying, the, with those statements, the pressure was going to be there, and it's there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, look, what does he not do good with? Oh, stop that! No, no pressure. No, no. He dispelled those rumors over over Shut two straight championships. <laughs> he dispelled those. He dispelled that myth of a two straight no, championship bro. runs.
2: Maybe. Yeah, the two the best players in the league with him. Stop it!
0: I'm. I, you know what? Hold up. We are gonna go there. And <laughs> against the Thunder in the finals, he went into the post and destroyed that team from the post from his playmaking ability and scoring in that first final series against right. Thunder.
1: And there's got to be some credibility to give there, but that's the first time the Thunder ever been in a big situation like that. Okay. They weren't playing anybody that actually knows how to deal with pressure, so they they lose the battle on pressure in that yeah. area.
0: Yeah. The next year against the Spurs. Now, granted, yes, Ray Allen hit the jumper that sent them to game who 7. That, who
2: hit the key shot? Ray Allen. All right, okay. But and look.
0: A1 actually has a Ray Allen like jumper. He does have a If I've ever seen it. It
2: is sweet.
0: And now, y'all just trying to distract me from what I'm trying to say. Yes, I do have a Ray Allen like <laughs> jumper. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. But uh, but no, in that series he was the man again, and in Game Seven he came out on fire, right. and you knew the game was over when he when he came out and started hitting those buckets to start that game. That that Thunder that Thunder championship series against the Celtics. When it's game, it's now Game Six, I believe it is. Yeah. The Celtics are up three two. all those talk about he can't handle the pressure. He came out, looked like a, a serial killer, honestly, and showing no emotion, and destroyed them from the
2: opening tip. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so I should give him credit for doing what he should do I mean, anyway. No, what, do, I'm saying, what I'm saying, he's physically physically. I'm just gonna say physically the most unstoppable player in the history of the NBA physically.
0: What I'm saying is, yeah. is you have to give him his props and appreciate the greatness that you've seen. No, he's he great. hasn't. No, no he than. hasn't done it every time, but he has. He has more times than not when they when the Heat needed him, he came through.
2: When Gray okay. Allen wasn't there in that game, there oh. would be no two championships. <laughs> but you know, but, but championship. I mean,
0: but but that's but that's every championship run. You know that every championship run has some unsung hero, somebody who steps up as a Bulls fan. Shout out to the Paxton. referees for Dallas. <laughs> oh <laughs> right. wow! You got Paxson. You got Paxson during the Bulls series. You have uh, you had uh, oh God, Steve Kerr hitting big shots. You got okay. Bush oh, hold on, hitting hold on, big hold on. shots.
2: Hold on, hold on. Let me say this then. Now, I grew up in these Jordan years. Mm -hmm. I'm not young like you cats. (laughs) I grew up. I never watched. My man right here is a Bulls fan, right? (laughs) Did you ever recall watching a game and you said, and if it wasn't for John Paxson, no, it was Jordan and then maybe Pippen, but it was all Jordan 1,000%. Nah, it's a team. I got a Chicago guy looking at me, and he grew up there. He probably has Jordan stuff everywhere. What? You never once said, B.J. Armstrong hit that one jumper.
0: What are you talking? Come on. Son. There is no championship for them if Paxson doesn't hit the jumper against the Suns.
1: Episode two.
0: If Steve Kerr doesn't hit the jumper, there is no championship. They need, they need Jordan. You don't. Jordan needed them. I'm, I'm sorry. I got that flipped around. Jordan
2: needed his teammates. Okay, okay. So, okay. Game six bowls down. They're playing the Pistons. Let's say they're playing my boys. Who's gonna take the final shot? What? Was it John Paxson going to take the final shot? Sometimes. He did it. Dude, how many times did Jordan, God bless you, you got me sticking up for Michael flipping Jordan out here. <laughs> no, no, listen, 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 let me tell you something. Hold on, I came from a day when players were cold-blooded, they kill their mama to win a championship. Now I got people trying to talk up LeBron James, old choke artist, trying to make him look, they look like the Messiah.
0: I'm not saying he's the Messiah. What I'm saying is give respect where respect is due. He's great. So, but here's, here's my point. I've watched Michael Jordan during the uh, early Phil Jackson years on NBA Classic. Mm-hmm. I think they were playing the Cavaliers. He scored like 45 points. This game goes three overtimes. I watched him in two of those overtimes. Games on the games running down, tie game. I watched him take contested triple team. I mean, based on his Kobe. On his Kobe. Shout out to Kobe Bryant. Shout out to Kobe Bryant. (laughs) Second best
1: player of all time. All
0: y'all sensitive Kobe fans, come at me. (laughs) But anyway, I watched him take contested triple-team jumpers to try to win the game. And there are three other guys
2: going, hey. Like hanging with Mr. Cooper.
1: Remember the intro? Yeah, yeah.
2: You
0: know what I'm saying? So so what I'm saying
2: is is that it's a team game. No question, man. You're stating obvious right now.
0: But what I'm saying is, so to go back to LeBron, you got to give the guys props. Okay.
2: Okay, but when, when you, okay, here's why I'm hard on LeBron. When you come out of high school and when you do all these things and, and you don't, you know, I don't I don't want the attention and I don't want to be called the king. But yet you don't shut that responsibility. All we know you for is being the king. Right. Now, when the things get hot and everything gets heated, now, all of a sudden, you're not the king. You know what I mean? You yeah. I think that if you do this, you have got to you got to eat
0: it. You know, I, I will say that I agree. I agree. I agree. Although I'll end, I'll end the discussion. With this, because we're about to get out of here. We're about to get out of here. I had a discussion with this. At this point, I will not – LeBron has reached the age where I will start to take younger players over him. Who? So my, my man, my dude, uh, Mike Jones from uh, Austin hit me up. Um, he goes, so would you take Jimmy Butler or LeBron? I said, Jimmy Butler. I'm taking guys who have potential – and guys who have the chance, the chance to be great over LeBron at this point because you're starting to see the him break. The mileage and all that. Yeah. The mileage and all that. So my man, Russie, Russell Westbrook, my man, KD, my dude, uh, like Jimmy Butler. I mean, I'm taking these guys who are younger over him because he's <laughs> starting to break down. So, so yeah, but, uh, I mean, that's – He's great.
2: Else? I'm going to say <clears> – <throat> Excuse me for that. LeBron is great. To me, though, like I said, I grew up. At a time when, you know, I had Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, Isaiah Thomas. I had 45, 50 guys that are just better than people now. I mean,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: But again, (laughs) this, and this is a great segue. This goes back to uh, what we were talking about with Stuart Scott is that you have to give, you have to appreciate (laughs) greatness. My dude Jesse hates LeBron so much he's getting choked up over. It, man. He's getting choked up. He's trying to trying to hold it together, but uh, but now it goes back to appreciating greatness, man. You know it. These guys, no, LeBron isn't perfect. No, he's not Jordan. No, he's not Magic. But for this era, he is he's undoubtedly the best player of his man. era and will go down as one of the greats of all time. No question. So that's all. That's all I'm saying. It's just you know appreciate him. But LeBron, you should listen to me, man. You should have kept Wiggins. You could have kept Bennett. Defensively, you could have got those guys to where you needed to be. And you know you don't win a title. You probably won't win the title this year. No. But next year you okay. definitely would have won a title had you kept those young boys and let them mature. Um, so you know that that's all I got to say. You know appreciate LeBron. Um, you know appreciate his greatness. I, I get it. You know he's not like the guys from my from the guys we grew up watching and idolizing. But let him be him.
2: They. I mean, I guess the frustrating thing if you if you're a Cavs fan now is is it's like they're trying to put the whole. Uh, round peg into the or the square peg into the round hole. Right. And they're trying to fit these pieces and these pieces just don't fit. You know, what they did in Miami fit, it worked because they yeah. were all you know, different positions. They clearly had a rapport before this. Now right. you're taking guys that you don't really know and you're saying, "Okay, Kevin Love, who I still think is a great basketball player, how does he fit? He's more of a perimeter, you know, perimeter guy that's going to get you rebounds. He's going to get you 12-13 rebounds a game." But you're asking, and this is on LeBron. This is what he wanted. So, you know, I'm not going to you know, take that from him because he wanted this. Yeah. You know, you're, 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 you're saying, okay, I got this guy, um, um, Kyrie. Kyrie, in a perfect world, Kyrie would love to shoot 45 times a game. I mean, that's just what he would rather do. It's, it's not in him to say, I would rather go out and score 10 points and have 15 assists. He would rather score 30 points and have four assists. That's just him. Mm-hmm. So now you have LeBron, who would rather, in a perfect world, you know, twenty, twenty-five points, eight assists, nine rebounds. Right. But you're asking these three things to mix, and they don't mix well at all. Yeah, not yeah. even close. And to. that's
0: a, that's a great point. I think you know LeBron and and Wade and Bosh, like you said, they were friends. They were almost the same draft class. I think Bosh may have. No, I think no, Bosh was, was the same, same yeah, draft the same. class. Trust same draft me. class. Shout up. out
2: to Darko Milicic. <laughs>
0: Came, same draft class came up together, so uh, so they enjoyed their their company, being friends off the court, and and Kyrie and and Kevin are a little bit younger than LeBron, and yeah. and it's just like you said, it is a process. But unfortunately, again, when you get a guy like Kevin Love, you lose the benefit right. of the doubt right. of that process. No time, but no yeah, time to but wait. But you know what? This we're going to shut it down here for ne- for this week. Uh, next week, though, we're going to probably start with basketball because I want to talk about point guards and how people are inconsistent in what they want a point guard to be. So I'll give you a little, I'll give you a teaser. Russell Westbrook is, I think, is the best point guard in the NBA. I'm willing to hear arguments for Dame, uh, for Dame Lillard, and I'm get more into why I'm willing to hear arguments for Dame Lillard. But you hear people say, well, Westbrook shoots too much. He shoots too much. And yet, they'll praise Steph Curry. Why so, is
2: Steph Curry a point guard, though? I, don't, I consider them both two guards.
0: They're point guard. Their yeah. their position, position is point guard. Yeah, I can their see position you. is point guard. And so when we have that discussion, people praise Rondo. Rondo can't shoot. Of course he's yeah. a pure point guard. He can't shoot. Right. He can't shoot. Shooting, yeah, yeah. So, so again, we'll start into that about who is the best point guard in the NBA. Um, and we'll talk about how we should define the point guard role. We'll talk, obviously, get into the NFL. Uh, talk about conference championship mat- matchups. Talk about the games that transpire today and tomorrow. And we'll have uh, our reactions to the national championship game. Uh, so until next time, I'm your boy, Carlos, uh, on behalf of A. Ward and Jason, you've been to It's a Black and White Thing. I'll let y'all next week hit us up, man, on Twitter. I almost forgot. Hit me up, twitter.com slash A1TheLP. Listen to the show, soundcloud.com backslash A1TheLP. Um, if you want to email the show, it's BWThing1. That's all letters, obviously, BWThing1. I'm sorry, I take that back. BWThing1 at gmail.com. That's BWThing1. One at gmail.com if you want to email the show. Any questions, comments, you know, do we suck? Should we quit doing the show? Hit us up. We're not going to stop if you tell us we suck. But it would be good to have that feedback. So until next time, man, we'll at y'all. Peace.